Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Helping you unwind after a long day of work. I think he's kind of a boob. You can't really take him a day south as a person. You can't go out there and be a moron. It doesn't work like that. The Nightcap. We're eating their food. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Today was a pretty good sports day. We got a lot going on. The Masters is wrapped up for the day due to darkness. That's where we are. It's fall. The sun's not up as long. I'm not sure they forgot about They didn't forget about that. There was a weather delay this morning, I think, at the Masters. Thursday Night Football tonight. It's actually a pretty good one. I mean, we've had some duds in terms of primetime games lately. The Giants had a primetime game recently. The game ended up being okay, Giants and Buccaneers. But then you had Patriots and Jets. Again, game ended up being okay, but we've got a lot of bad teams floating around tonight for battle for first place in the AFC South. The Colts and the Titans, that's what we're going to have for you starting at 8 o'clock. Kickoffs at 8.20 for Thursday Night Football. Our coverage here on WGR starts at 8 o'clock. Until then, Joe DiBiase, Brennan Keeney here on WGR. It's the nightcap. We have to round out the rest of our under-25 quarterback list. We've been power. We, yesterday, we started power-ranking these guys. We got to seven in an hour. It's a pretty good eh, – is that a good pace? Maybe we were slow at it. I don't know. I th- it, We might go quicker with, with the rest because I think there's a couple that are obvious at the bottom, right? Really? Because I feel like we might differ more here because we're doing this in terms of who you'd start a franchise with. So maybe we'll get to a point where it's guys where, all right, does this guy have more left in the tank than him? They're all kind of shot. You know, like, was Josh Rosen's name come up tonight? Like, well, we'll see about that. Because I think in the right situation, it should come up. I mean, there's got to be a bottom, right? There does, yeah. But you've got, yeah, there's other names down here that we'll get to. Dwayne Haskins. If you missed our show yesterday and you don't know what the hell we're talking about, we were talking a lot about Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, and they're both taking a big leap forward this season, they are probably the top two names you would think of in the NFL this season for like, hey, what quarterbacks have taken a big step forward and have gone from, eh, we don't really know about this guy, to, all right, we're pretty darn sure these guys are franchise quarterbacks. Kyler Murray, Josh Allen are the two that come front of mind that, like, yeah, they've done that this season. Allen is on pace for huge numbers. He is in the MVP conversation. Kyler Murray is on pace for over 1,000 yards rushing while also giving you the passing volume that Lamar Jackson did not give you while rushing for 1,000 yards 
last season. So, to me, Murray was neck and neck with Allen on our list. I put him third. You ended up putting him fifth. That was our only difference in our top seven. Otherwise, us ranking quarterbacks under the age of 25, we were pretty close. We both had Mahomes number one. We both had Deshaun Watson number two. I had Kyler Murray at three. You had Joe Burrow at three. Those were the two that flipped here. We both had Josh Allen at four. And then I had Burrow at five. You had Kyler Murray at five. We both had Justin Herbert at six. And we both had Lamar Jackson at seven. And before we continue with this list and start to talk more about some of these other quarterbacks in the league under the age of 25 and what, like, what is the path forward for them? And who would you start a franchise with if you could pick? Did you see this Lamar Jackson quote from today on the Rich Eisen show? Talking about how defenses are calling out their plays before they take the snap. Yeah, I did I did see it. I didn't dive too deep into it, but I saw that it was mentioned, and I thought that was intriguing. So I, what's going on there? I am – okay, so basically what he said is that the offense has become too predictable. Hmm. He said that, though, on the Rich Eisen show. I don't necessarily personally have an issue with Lamar Jackson coming out and saying our offense is too predictable because I think he's probably right. And I never am going to criticize honesty in the media. But one thing I thought of there that I normally don't think of, because generally I don't care about stuff like that. I just really only want to care about what's on the field. Like Odell Beckham, like whenever his name would come up in trade conversations, like I do not care about the social media stuff. Is he because he's going to get open down the field and catch passes? Because that's what I want. Right. But I will not lie. The first thing I thought of when I read that Lamar Jackson quote of, our offense has become too predictable. The defense is calling out our plays at the line of scrimmage. What I thought was Josh Allen would never say that in the media. He would never say that in the media. He would never, ever criticize his offense in any way, shape, or form. And you know what? I want polarizing players. I mean, look, I'm literally here talking about sports on the radio. It helps when that happens for me personally. But for the Bills' sake... I will say something a little nice feather in the cap is that Josh Allen will never do that, right? And also, isn't Lamar part of the reason that that offense is so predictable? I isn't that what I we talked about so. last night in regard to the ceiling floor argument and whether or not a quarterback has the ability to come from behind in a game to be able to air it out in a game where you have to put up points like yeah. against the Chiefs? Isn't Lamar Jackson part of the problem? when he doesn't have the ability to uh, throw to all parts of the field. Mm-hmm. I, I still think he's a talented thrower. I think he maybe even underrated as a thrower. But he does not have the arm talent of a Mahomes or an Allen, perhaps even a Murray, in yeah. being able to throw to all parts of the field that hinders the play calling. I think that could definitely be right. I want to see them open up the floodgates more so that I could see that. I don't think they're going to do that because the Ravens are so good as a team overall that they are in win-now mode, and they don't necessarily want to be in let's-find-out-what-our-quarterback-is mode. There's a difference between those two things. So, to me, there is a possibility that Lamar Jackson could stand back there and play an offense like Kyler Murray plays in Arizona and be pretty successful at it. Maybe not to the same level, but he could be a pretty darn successful quarterback doing that. But we have not had the chance to see him do that, and I don't think we're going to get the chance to see him do that because, honestly, and like obviously Baltimore shouldn't change anything from this, but Baltimore's too good, aren't they? Like because yeah, like they can't really come back in games it seems. But if they do get ahead, 
Like that that's tough. That's it's a tough hard to team come, back come back on them too, yeah. Right. So I would I don't want to bash them for being like this is how we're going to play because we've been a great team for 2 years now doing it. And so why also, would we change that? I mean if if teams are calling out what the Ravens are doing, you know, before the play even happens, the Ravens are still 6 and 2 and just <laughs> beat the Colts that are supposedly another contender. I don't know if they're an AFC championship contender, but they're a playoff contender. Yeah, they'll probably be a playoff. Well, maybe they'll be a playoff I, team. They'll they be a should fight. be they should be a playoff team. I think something would have to go pretty wrong for them not to be a playoff oh, team. Hey, man, they win tonight and they're tied for first in their division. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And right, like <laughs> if the defense knows the plays and they well, still can't stop. Right. They they must be really good at what they do then cuz they just beat the Colts like you said. They almost beat the Steelers. They beat the Eagles. They smoked the Bengals. They crushed the uh wa- they crushed Washington. And the only like big loss on their season is the Chiefs. Even that Steeler game. Like they could have so easily been 7 and 1. Yeah. So I don't know what you do if you're the Ravens, but I don't also want to bash Lamar Jackson like oh he's incapable of throwing the ball all around the field. He just doesn't get the chance to do it. But the opportunities he has gotten this year, he has struggled. That's why we both have him at number seven on our little power rankings here for quarterbacks under the age of 25. So let's pick up where we left off. We are both at number eight. Real quick, could you run through the list of quarterbacks you want to get to? Yes, these are a a big big pool of quarterbacks that you could pick from here. Um, You've got... Daniel Jones, who we have not gotten to. I'm just going to go in order of passing yards this season. I'm not necessarily thinking Daniel Jones is next, but he leads in passing yards this season on quarterbacks uh, under the age of 25 that we haven't mentioned yet. So Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Drew Locke, Sam Darnold, Tua Tagovailoa. Um, I guess you could throw in some guys that are backups here. There's Josh Rosen. There's Dwayne Haskins. There's Jalen Hurts. Who include them. Include them. Sure, let's include them. Nick taken Mullins. A, if they've taken a snap, let's do it. Nick Mullins, Jake Luton, Kyle Allen. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe <laughs> maybe we're going a little too deep here. <laughs> um, Why don't we stop at Rosen and Haskins? Okay, I think that's about fair. So let's go to number eight here. And I don't know if you have a name in mind ready for this spot. But and Gardner Minshew, by the way, one other guy I should mention. Here. Yeah, we'll we'll include him. Too. Gardner Minshew. Um, I think we're already at a point of like who's got the most potential, who's got the most potential left. For me, this one actually is pretty easy because there's one guy left on this list that we haven't seen let us down yet. If I could put it that way, like Drew Locke has had some bad games. Uh, Sam Darnold has had some bad games. So has Baker Mayfield and Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins and Josh Rosen have had a ton of them. But limited sample size, Tua Tagovailoa, one not great game. You know, only threw for 97 yards, but he did beat the Rams. Then last week he really comes out and he outdueled Kyler Murray. Like, or he at least he did what Kyler Murray did. Like he he played he plateaued what Kyler Murray did. Did just enough. They won the football game. He's 2-0 as a starter. It's only two games. And I um, I liked his potential coming into the league. I think he landed in maybe the best landing spot among these rookies. I think it's going to work out for him in Miami. I think he will be their starter going forward. Maybe he does not turn into the all-pro, elite-level quarterback that it was built up he had the potential to be. I think I'm questioning that more than I was a year ago for sure. And maybe even than I was six months ago. But... I think Tua's still got the potential to be a franchise quarterback. He's had one really good game, and he hasn't let us down yet. So Tua would be, for me, number eight. Did you give any thought to putting Tua over Lamar Jackson? 
No, I think there would yet? there would have been a big gap for me. Okay. <laughs> no, because I'm I'm yeah. I'm with you it, on Tua being surefire number eight. I don't even think that there's much of a conversation here simply on potential and ceiling alone, which is really what dominated a lot of last night's conversation. Can yep. a guy get that ceiling? Can he reach that ceiling in a game that matters? And to me, you know, obviously a limited sample size, but based on what he was at college, and I'm gonna be honest, I was not a huge Tua guy coming out. I Mm -hmm. thought he was surrounded by a very good offensive line, a very good program at Alabama. I mean, come on. One of the best wide receiver cores any quarterback's ever had in college. Would be a good wide receiving core, I think, in the NFL right now if all of them just went on to the same team. For the Raiders, by the way, who drafted Henry Ruggs, they were the first team to pick a wide receiver in this past draft. They pick Henry Ruggs out of Alabama. If you were to give the Raiders last year's Alabama receiving core, it would be better than what they have right now. Yeah. They are trotting out Nelson Aguilar, who was Hunter a Renfro, Philadelphia. Who's yeah. fine, but fine. is he more talented than Jerry Judy, Devontae right. Smith, and Jalen Waddell? No. Zay Jones is getting snaps there still. Zay so. Jones, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, like your point is definitely valid. That's an NFL wide receiver core. And he, he had, had a lot of the yards that he threw for came after the catch. So I was concerned by that. I was concerned he was elevated mm-hmm. by teammates. But... He, you know, he struggled in game one, but that's expected. Like, if you're a Miami Dolphins fan, you expect the growing pains. You know, maybe we're getting too carried away with guys like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert who just come out gunslinging right away and are just putting up gaudy numbers. Mm -hmm. But I think, especially with a guy who's coming off of a major injury who hadn't played in a year, it was okay and probable to expect a little bit of rust. He looked decent against uh, the Cardinals, at least when yep. it mattered, efficient when it mattered. And I'm, I'm willing to go to a, at eight with a sizable gap between the rest of the guys that we're ranking here. All right, well, I think that one was pretty easy. I think he's kind of in his own tier again. because And part of it is that he's only played two games. But I was not going to put him over Lamar Jackson. I just wasn't. Like I know we've been kind of going back and forth on him the last day. He did win an NFL MVP award. Like he was the best quarterback to me in football last year. Or he was right there with Mahomes. And I don't think you can just you can't just throw that out completely. Yet. He's at least some level of You can't grit. throw it out yet. No, yeah. Halfway you can't. through the season following, yeah. I just think he's he's just some he's too he is too good of a runner for me to ever see him just tanking. And just bottoming out as a starter and losing his job. His running think, ha- keeps him at a, a high yeah, floor. Is kind he of what you're is. Saying? I think he's. I don't even know if it's arguable. He's the best running quarterback ever. There's never been a guy that makes people miss like him. Well, Michael Vick is the closest you'll get. I was about to say Vick, but you, you don't. Th- yeah, I think Jackson's better. I think Jackson is better as a, as a runner. Maybe I'm recency bias could yeah. be at, at a play here. And Michael Vick played in an era where guys did not get the opportunity. That like could Jackson also does. be it too, is that, you know, I'm elevating yeah. Michael Vick okay, because so he was alone in yeah. that. At yeah. the least he's tied at the top with Michael right. Vick. Like they're on the, they're on the top. So, and like, what was Michael Vick? What was Michael Vick as a starter? Like he was never an elite quarterback in the league. Was he? Maybe he was right on the verge, but he was never a guy that was going to take you to the Super Bowl on his own, on his own arm. And, by himself like he needed pieces around him and I think that will end up being Lamar Jackson 
but he'll always be a good starter. And I think Michael Vick was always a good starter yeah. until he really got into his mid and late 30s. Um, okay, so we've got Tua there at number eight coming in after Lamar Jackson. Number nine, I think you could go any which way. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, some people like Daniel Jones a little bit. I think most probably don't at this point. Uh, I don't think we're at the Dwayne Haskins of the world yet. Not even close. Drew Locke, though, could come into play here. Not for me. What, so who would you go with at number nine? To me, it's down to two players. I'll go Mayfield here, but I was considering Darnold. I have a soft spot for Darnold, and I'll get into that in a second. But Mayfield makes enough big plays, and he puts up enough numbers, and he shows just enough to make me think that there is still a franchise quarterback in there. And on that alone, the potential alone, that's where I put him over the rest of the guys on this list who, other than maybe Darnold in a better situation, I don't think has that capability. Mayfield is very curious for me because his career has been kind of – it's been so up and down. He sets – he's and people might not even – no one would ever think of him as being, like, the guy that did this. But in 10, 15, 20 years, I think he might become a very unique and surprising trivia answer to who has the rookie touchdown record among quarterbacks. And if you say Baker Mayfield, I think there's 15, 20 years, you're going to be like, really? Like, I don't know. Like, if, if I told you Sam Bradford had it before him, wouldn't that have been surprising? I don't yeah. think Sam Bradford did. I'm just saying, like, that's kind of how I think of Baker Mayfield, though. I think he is on a trajectory to be a game manager type of quarterback in the league. And I think maybe his ceiling is that of an Alex Smith. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a 15-year starter in the league who went to the playoffs a bunch of times but always fell a little bit short. And, he, by the way, he would only get to the playoffs and be like in the contending conversation when he was on a great team. Right. That's, to me, what you Alex the Smith defense. was. Right. Yeah. So does Mayfield still have that potential to be a franchise quarterback? You just mentioned that he might. I don't really think that he does. I don't think Not that he does. I, I don't think he does. I, In fact, I would go Sam Darnold right now at – this spot over Baker Mayfield and part of it is what their surroundings have been it's not all about to me what they have done because I think they're probably pretty comparable they've been super inconsistent Mayfield has Mayfield's been better Mayfield's been better yes but he, he what he was supposed to be was less risky and more careful with the football than like Sam Darnold and Josh Allen were coming into that draft right and to throw 21 interceptions last season when you had that wide receiver core, like, I, I don't know. I can't not knock him a little bit for that, especially when Sam Darnold has not had anything to work with, like what Baker Mayfield has, at least at the wide receiver position. It's not like he's been in a perfect setup. I think Freddie Kitchens was way over his head as an NFL head coach. He basically designed an offense built around downfield concepts that most of the time needed his quarterback to buy time. And Baker Mayfield, like, he's not, you know, he's not Josh Rosen. Like, he's at least an okay athlete. And they had a bad offensive line. <laughs> and they bad offensive line, right. So, like, he was just not the guy that was going to scramble around and create three, four, five seconds for you. He be is able good to get out of the pocket, field. though. No, he is good out of the pocket. And that's why, again, isn't that kind of game manager-y, though? Like, is he going to be Kirk Cousins? Is he going to be Alex Smith? Like, that's kind of what I see for Alex Smith, for Baker Mayfield as a ceiling. And the reason I would put Darnold here is I want to see Darnold in a proper offense. Like, I want to see him with some help. 
I want to see him with an offensive line that doesn't have rushers getting through and being in Darnold's face all the time. I want to see him throwing to receivers better than Brashard Perriman and Jamison Crowder all the time. And I want to see him away from Adam Gase. Like, he was uh, away yeah. from Adam Gase once, Agreed. but he was a rookie. So, like, I, I can't completely make my judgment on what he was away from Adam Gase on his rookie season. I would love to see what he looked like. I would love to see him in San Francisco next year. I'll right. just I was just right about now. to bring up, like, I, one of my... <laughs> Favorite topics to discuss about Sam Darnold is where does he play next year? Assuming that I, the Jets take Trevor Lawrence, and that, that, if they take Trevor Lawrence, I don't think Darnold's there. I mean, you can't, you can't, right? You can't. I guess you could treat him as the bridge quarterback, but doesn't he just seem no, like he's not too much of a commodity to do that? Right. That's bridge quarterbacks are guys you find on the street, like veteran guys who come in here. Like like Fitzpatrick is the ultimate bridge quarterback, right? Yeah. That's a bridge quarterback, not a guy you drafted third overall three years, four years ago. Right. It would be at that point, right? That someone so would that still was maybe the, think has that was potential. the 2017 draft class. 2018. 2018. 2018. That's right. 2018. So it only be three years, you know, when they draft Trevor Lawrence prior that they had drafted Sam Darnold. That's not your bridge quarterback. Right. And I think if you – the reason I picked out San Francisco there in particular is I think they're moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo after the season. I think that if Nick Mullins had played well enough when Garoppolo's been out, that Garoppolo would have already lost his job. And they designed his contract to be able to get out of it. It, I think it's $2 million in dead cap after this season – and Kyle Shanahan has not been shy about his displeasure with Jimmy Garoppolo when it comes to executing that offense. And it is all stuff behind the line of scrimmage. It is bubble screens. It is those little shuffle passes in front. Like it, there, it screens at the running back. It is little stuff over the middle, slants. Like I just don't think they ask Garoppolo to do a lot because I don't think they think he's capable of it. Maybe Sam Darnold's not capable of it either. But that is the type of situation where I think if, a, if Darnold went to, with the physical talent that he has, he's almost like Josh Allen light for me. He's got a very good arm. He's got good athleticism. I mean, remember that that run he pulled off on Monday Night Football like four I or sure five do. weeks ago? And it's like one of the plays like, of the season. Right. Everyone's like, Sam Darnold can run like that? I'm like, yeah, you just don't see it because he's always got a defensive tackle in his face burying him in the pocket. <laughs> if he goes to a team like San Francisco that's got a real quarterback whisperer like Kyle Shanahan and some good weapons, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, the rookies having a good breakout at the beginning of his career, yeah. George Kittle, you put him in a situation a like that. A good offensive line. And I, yeah, and I think Darnold could be a franchise quarterback still. And maybe I'm just not – maybe I'm being too harsh on Mayfield, but – He's had Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper, if you want it. Like, he's had, he's had guys to work with, Kareem Hunt, and I just don't feel like he has done much with it. I'm still willing to, because I still, like I said before, I still see the franchise potential in Mayfield that I haven't seen in Sam Darnold in a while, really since his rookie season, like if we're yeah. being honest. It's been a little bit since we've seen flashes of Sam Darnold that m- makes you realize that why why he was the third pick in the draft once upon a time and to me Mayfield shows that more often which is why I'm willing to give Mayfield the ninth spot and Darnold the tenth okay so we you have Mayfield at nine and then Darnold at ten I would go Mayfield at ten by the way like I know I just bashed him completely but there's not much left there's not on much this left list. right yeah. <laughs> and again I think Baker Mayfield could be I think 
what I would guess happens to him is he is a good game manager quarterback in the league for a decade plus. Um, all right, we will come back and round out this top uh, 10, 15, however many we get through. Young quarterbacks in the league you would start your franchise with. Me and Brennan have been ranking them going back to yesterday. If you're wondering where we had Josh Allen, we both had Josh Allen at number four. I had him behind Mahomes, Watson, and Murray. Brennan had him behind Mahomes, Watson, and Burrow. So tomorrow maybe we'll talk more about Allen and the comparison with Kyler Murray, this matchup coming up with the Cardinals. We'll do plenty of that on tomorrow's show. We'll round out the rest of this list on some of these other young quarterbacks in the league. Thursday Night Football, by the way, coming up in less than an hour. Titans and Colts, our coverage starts at 8 o'clock here on WGR. We'll be back after this. Jody Biasi, Brennan Keeney, it's the Nightcap on WGR. Kyler does a great job of spreading the ball around. So you can't just lock in and try to double Hopkins because you're going to leave other guys one-on-one. So it's difficult to cover those guys. They have a lot of speed. Isabella, he's a guy that can take the top off the defense. Then Christian Kirk, then Larry, you already know what he's going to get from him. He's going to block in the run game. He's going to do all the smart things to be successful. And then the tight end, 85, he does a great job of being a vertical threat also and getting across the field and getting yards out the catch. So it's going to be a difficult challenge. And then with Kyler, you have to stop him from running the ball too. So we'll try to limit the big play that is Bills cornerback Tredavious White on the opponent upcoming, the Arizona Cardinals. We'll hear more on that. Our interview of the day, Josh Weinfuss from ESPN, who covers the Cardinals for ESPN, who was on with One Bills Live earlier today. That'll be our interview coming up in about 10 minutes. Me and Brennan got to round out, though, the rest of our quarterbacks under the age of 25 list. If we were going to start a franchise today, with a quarterback under the age of 25, how would we rank them? Mahomes, Watson, one and two for both of us. Murray at three for me. Burrow at three for you. Allen at four. Burrow at five for me. Murray at you with you for five. Herbert at six. Jackson at seven. Tua at eight. I've got Darnold at nine and Mayfield at ten. You've got Mayfield at nine. Darnold at ten. That leaves us at number 11. I'll let you go first. I think I'm going to maybe blow your mind with who I have at 11, but we'll see. By the way, let me throw a couple more names out there just in case uh, people are forgetting um, some guys on this list. We have not mentioned Drew Locke yet on our list. We have not gotten to Daniel Jones. We have not gotten to Dwayne Haskins, who's been benched. We have not gotten to a first and second round pick quarterbacks from this past draft. Jordan Love. Went 26th to the Packers. We haven't even mentioned his name. Maybe he won't make our list. And then Jalen Hurts of the Eagles went in the second round. We haven't mentioned him either. So we'll see if we get to them. What would you do at 11 here? I would take Drew Locke. I think that there's enough unknown about Locke at this point. Remember, he got injured this year. He's had a lot. uh, I should say the Broncos have had a lot of bad luck in terms of injuries. You're talking about Cortland Sutton going down really early this year. That means Locke hasn't had one of the better targets in the league to throw to. Locke hasn't impressed me that much, but we are getting to that point of the list where it's kind of, you know, you take Mm -hmm. a guy because you think he might have the most to offer. And I think Locke at his best has the most to offer than uh, Gardner Minshew, Daniel Jones, Rosen Haskins. The list goes on. So I am not, the jury's not completely out on lock yet. I'm not thrilled with what I've seen of him this season, but I think the potential is there from what we saw last season. I think he actually played really good at the end of last season. He had a couple of nice games at the end of last season. His last two games have not been terrible either. 
Yeah. I, I just He had a he had a great comeback. He orchestrated a great comeback against the Chargers, like every team does. <laughs> uh but yeah, I think there's still kind of like the Mayfield argument, I I think I've seen enough where uh, the potential gets me excited enough at this point of the rankings to, uh, you know, take a risk. I have Locke a little bit lower. I feel more sure that Drew Locke is not a franchise quarterback than a lot of these guys. Let me guess for you. I want to I guess. You Go said ahead. it was going to blow your mind. I think so. Rosen. It's Rosen at 11 for me. Yeah. I loved him as a prospect coming in, and that is probably some bias, residual bias in my mind about that. I wanted the Bills to draft him. In fact, there was a time early in the draft season when we thought Rosen was a top three pick that I wanted the Bills to get up into the Giants' second overall pick and pick him there. Um, that obviously didn't need to be – that didn't need to happen. I wanted them to pick him over Josh Allen. They didn't, and it's worked out great. It's worked out great. To me, Josh Rosen almost certainly was not going to do what Josh Allen has done. But I think in this situation, in this setup, Josh Rosen would have been a pretty darn good quarterback. And I think he – was the one quarterback in that class, more than the others, that could not fall in the wrong landing spot. And I went, I brought this theory up with you yesterday, and I think you agreed with it, if I remember right, that mobility among young quarterbacks in the league can buy them time. And not only, you know, when they can't understand offenses or when they don't know to go with the football and sometimes they got to tuck it and run to make something happen, but when your offensive line in front of you is terrible – the ability to scramble, make a play that wasn't there otherwise, is crucial among some of these young quarterbacks. So, I think Rosen was more than the others dependent on where he was going to go. He needed a good offensive line. He needed good weapons around him. He needed a good offensive coordinator. But I think in that situation, his natural accuracy and his ability to diagnose a defense that he showed in college and pick it apart and knowing how to to read coverages. I think all of that was there with Josh Rosen, and I think that he just got the short end of the stick, that he went to Arizona, who was the worst team in the league. Then he ends up in Miami, who was tanking. And now we just are decided that he's awful. I think he's probably not great, because if he was great, he would have made up for all of that a little bit at least, right? But I think that if you give him the proper setup, He's a starting. I think he could be a starting quarterback in the league. And these other guys, I would be ready to give up on because I'm, like Drew Locke, you mentioned. Like I, I don't want any part of that, honestly. I and again, part of that is residual bias. That I thought Rosen was a franchise quarterback coming into the league, and I didn't think Drew Locke was. Didn't think Dwayne Haskins was. Talk about diagnosing defenses and how to like read coverage. Like Haskins might be the lowest quarterback in the league for that. It seems if you re- if you've read like you can't even pick up his own playbook. Right, his rookie season. So I would go Rosen at eleven. I know that's going to be seen as a hot take, but I don't think it's necessarily a hot take. I mean, we're talking about starting your franchise with quarter with, with these quarterbacks. I don't have Rosen last. Right, I I still have Locke and Minshew above Rosen, but I have Rosen right after Minshew. I have him ahead of Jones. I have him ahead of Haskins, right? Like, Mm -hmm. to me, if you're starting a franchise, there needs to be some sort of, uh, at this point, of the rankings, because we are are way down at this point. Sure. And if you're going to start a franchise, you need to have the ability to win games. And I don't think Daniel Jones offers you that at all. Yeah. And I don't think Haskins offers you that at all. Minshew, I'm... I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but I, I think he's probably a bottom third game manager. Yeah. If well, you give Minshew a better situation than Jacksonville, 
He might even play up to a, a mid-tier game manager. Maybe. I feel like that has come back down to earth a lot, though. Even though he's not in, on a great team, he has the opportunity to throw the football. Mm. Like, his attempts are up there. Like, they let him throw it around. And he's done very well at times, and then it's kind of come back down to earth. And maybe part of it is his draft status, too, him being a six-round pick. Sure. But I wouldn't put Minshew there. I would put my next guy would be actually Daniel Jones. And I don't want to start a franchise with Daniel Jones. So you're you're Jones over Minshew? I'm, I'm Jones over Minshew and Drew Locke. I would go Locke after Jones. I, I think Jones at the least has the ability to run, and that's – Kind of that. I don't. I think he's terrible. Hasn't I think Jones, all these guys are terrible. Hasn't Jones beaten two teams in his career? Yeah, isn't that crazy? I, well, Washington four three a, times. Is it three? I thought. It, I thought it was four. I thought he just made it four. But and then the Buccaneers, right? Did they win against Washington last week? Yeah. Then okay. Then yeah, he's beaten Washington four times and Tampa once in his first start. <laughs> so since his first start, he's only beaten Washington. That's that's crazy. So I would go what uh, Rosen at eleven, Jones at twelve, Locke at thirteen. Yeah, what I, would you do? To me, there's no real winners here. Like you're just kind no, of you're just, losing. You're just you know you're pulling a, a rabbit out of the next hat. year, right? That, exactly, <laughs> right? Um, but I like the argument for Rosen, and I didn't have him all the way down the list. Um, but to me, Minshew has showed more than Rosen has, and let's not pretend like Minshew's been in some uber creative dynamic offense where he's been elevated like, yeah right what they do on offense is because of their running game and because of whatever Minshew is able to muster up and I think it's been enough where if he's in a good situation mm-hmm. that they could win games at the very worst I think he's a very good backup quarterback you can't yeah. say the same for the rest of these guys maybe Daniel Jones he's maybe. a good backup quarterback but the rest of these guys haven't proven anything to that sort, yeah. Josh Rosen included. I know Josh Rosen's been in two really bad situations, but the point stands. It's not like Minshew's been in a great situation. Yeah, that's right. All right, we got to wrap things up here. Get to our interview of the day. Josh Weinfuss coming back. If you want to see our full list, we'll put them out on social media. Uh, and then feel free to hit us up with yours. Like, where would you rank Josh Allen in particular is what I want to know among these quarterbacks under the age of 25. Next, though, more on the Bills-Cardinals matchup. Josh Weinfuss of ESPN, who joined One Bills Live earlier today. That's on the way. Thursday Night Football at 8 o'clock. Our coverage starts. Kickoff is at 820 here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.